Hello everybody and welcome to the first in a series of special episodes of the interior design business. For interior designers all over the world, the spread of coronavirus has meant closed building sites, current projects on pause and a vanishing pipeline of work. Many viable, profitable businesses are facing extinction. Meanwhile, there's been a sometimes confusing deluge of information intended to provide advice for small businesses during the current epidemic. To help us clarify the situation for you, we are delighted to welcome as our special guest today, Luke Desmond, CEO of Crisp Accountancy. Luke specializes in the provision of business advice to SMEs in the construction sector. He'll be talking with us about business survival strategies and giving us some clear direction on the packages of financial support available from the UK government and how to access them. My name is Susie Rumbold. And my name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the Interior Design Business. Luke, for the benefit of our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your company, Crisp Accountancy, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, we are accountants. We specialize in various different sectors, construction being one of them. Uh, And essentially, with Crisp Accountancy, we help to improve the financial education of business owners. So we provide services and advice that allows business owners to understand their numbers better, grow, become more profitable, and ultimately make better informed business decisions. And we also have another company called Crisp Contractor, where we work with smaller micro businesses, one and two man um, businesses, and a lot of those work in the uh, construction sector as contractors as well. Fantastic. Um, I think as we're all aware, interior design practices come in many shapes and sizes. Um, So there are various types of financial help, I think, um, Luke, available depending on the type of business that you have. So if we just kind of unpick that a little bit, um, interior designers with employees, what is the employee furlough system on offer and what do employers need to do to access it? Yeah, so um, essentially the employee furlough scheme is to stop employers having to make staff redundant. So if there is no work for that employee and they would otherwise be letting them go, then the furlough scheme is in place um, to support businesses to keep those staff on. So what HMRC will do, what the government will do is they will uh, reimburse the employer, so the business. They'll reimburse 80% of the wages up to a maximum of £2,500 for any staff that are furloughed. So what that means is you as the employer can keep those staff on. The employees aren't allowed to do any work for the business whatsoever in that period. And the government will give you back 80% of the wage. And you can either, as an employer, pay 80% to the staff, so they take a hit in, in salary, or you could, if you you have the finances available, you can top that up and pay the whole 100% and you'll just reclaim the 80% back from the government later on. But just to be clear, employers have to make that payment first and then reclaim the money. Yeah, so what happens is uh, the employer will run payroll and pay the employee like they would do uh, under any usual circumstances. And then there will be a mechanism, a, a a software system built by HMRC to allow you to make a claim and reclaim that grant money back. So grant money is taxable to the business, but it is a grant, not a loan. So you don't need to repay it. So your business will receive that funds. It will become taxable like income would do, but you don't have to repay it to the government. And there's an important point on some clarity in the guidance that came out just yesterday around the mechanism to do that, which isn't yet live. But there is an important point. It looks like... um, To be able to submit that claim, you as a business will have to have an HMRC government gateway 
an account and on that account you'll need to have PAYE as a service activated and that can take 12 to 14 days it involves letters coming through in the post so if you are furloughing staff it's a really important um, new point that's come to light that you need to so make to get onto that straight away yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. it's going to take some and 12 to 14 days is the usual lead time so they're going to be inundated so that's something that's really really important to do if you're furloughing staff make sure you've got a government gateway account set up and make sure you can access PAYE that's great advice. Thank you so much. How does it work in terms of when you put staff on furlough to when you will get your money having paid them? Any idea on that? So yet? the furlough scheme can be backdated to the 1st of March. At the moment, it's only for three months. So to the end of May, it may get extended beyond that. But at the moment, that is when it finishes. So people would already have been paying their staff their furloughing. Um, the the guidance estimates that the scheme will be up and running or the system will be up and running by the end of April. Um, so who knows they're building a system from scratch here hopefully they can get that done as soon as possible I don't think I've seen any guidance about how quickly money will get paid out but I suspect the payments will come quite quick once you can make a submission so it's all about waiting for this system to actually be built yet and that and that's aiming for the end of April and I'm guessing there'll be big announcements when that actually goes live so that people know when they can jump on it. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I haven't really given too much guidance on that, but I, I guess as they're sort of saying that you need to do it through your POA account, it'll be it'll be a case of logging onto your government gateway and there'll probably be a submission form that you can put on there. Um, you'll need to be keeping track of who you furloughed, the dates and the amounts you paid to them because that will be the information you need to submit um, to enable the grant to be paid out to you. And if you're an interior designer as a limited company, can you furlough yourself? As director? Yeah. Technically, yes. They, again, they release further guidance on that. So technically, there's no reason a director can't be furloughed. The practicalities of that are very limited. So a lot of directors will pay themselves a small salary and take most of their money out of the business as dividends. So dividends are explicitly excluded from this scheme and all other schemes. So even if they could furlough themselves, they're only going to be able to claim 80% of the payroll salary they run. So it's a small amount anyway. Um, and the question remains that if you are the only director, how does a business operate if you aren't working for the business? So there is a split in duties under furloughing for directors between what is your role as a statutory duty as a director versus what is your role for the business as an employee of that business. So you can still perform statutory duties while you're furloughed. So that involves things like sign off the accounts and the company's house submissions and those bits and pieces to technically keep the company operating. But you can't do anything that provides a service or generates a fee. So even things like marketing, trying to get get new business or servicing your existing clients, they're services you can't perform while you're furloughed. So realistically, um, you would have to effectively shut the business down completely um, for a period to allow yourself to be furloughed. So and claiming 80% of that salary is only a small amount of money for most people. Um, most people will be financially better off if you don't furlough yourself and you try and just grow the business, even if it's not directly right now. So um, don't let the tax tail wag the dog is a phrase that we're using with this, which is obviously you need support, but um, look at the wider picture here rather than just the tax implications about if you're going to furlough yourself. And can I ask a question too? Um, in terms of in terms of employees, what documentation? What do you need to do for them or to them? Um, what do you need to tell them? What paperwork do you need to produce to actually put them on furlough? Because I'm guessing that HMRC at some point in the future will be checking um, to make sure that you've done this correctly. Yeah. So there is. I mean, this this definitely falls into HR legal advice. So the first thing I would say is to 
make sure i mean most people through their business insurance will have access to an hr helpline um, there's plenty available that you, you might not even know you've got access to so the first one would be to talk to them and make sure you understand what the implications are because all the employment rules and laws they still apply even if you're a staff are furloughed so you have to make sure you oblige with those um it has to be agreed between both of you so the employer and the employee need to agree to be that the furlough scheme is going to be operational um i have seen some pretty rare but some circumstances where the employee doesn't agree and, and that causes another level of problems um, and you have to write to them as well and, and keep a letter so um, that letter there's plenty of templates around but the letter is the important thing that you've written that they've agreed to and you've written to them informing them what's going on and and is email okay to do that is it okay to do that via email does it need to be a paper trail maybe a question for legal but i would imagine an email is fine to be perfectly honest um i think it's more a question of having uh, the proof that you've you've communicated with them around that and I suppose if an employee chose not to be furloughed, you would then have to make them redundant if you actually couldn't sustain them. Yeah, that's why it's pretty rare that they're 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 not going to um, disagree with it because in most circumstances, eighty percent of a wage is better than than zero. So yeah, if they don't agree to be furloughed, then then normal employment rules come into play, and you need to consider whether you have to let them go under normal sort of employment uh, legislation. Okay. Um, what if you're an interior designer with premises? Um, what sort of relief can you get in that direction? So the important thing here is the rateable value of your property. So the first thing you need to do is understand what the rateable value of your property is. So if you qualify for a small business rate relief, so that's where you're uh, typically where you have one property only and the value of that property from a business rate perspective is below 15,000, then you will be entitled to a 10,000 pound grant. Um, the only uh, other uh, um, grants available on properties are the ones that fall under hospitality, retail or leisure. So, and this is all about the business rate classification of your premises. So um, if any of you have a shop front, for example, or, or um, and from a business rate perspective, it's classed as retail, then providing the value of that property from a rateable value is below 51,000, then you might even be entitled to a grant up to 25,000. So it's only if you technically have a shop. For those of you who just have a business premises, if it's below 15,000 value, you can get 10K grant. All other um, premises doesn't um, doesn't benefit from any grants, I'm afraid. So if you're working from home, that's too So bad. those working from home, um, if you have a larger premises, so it's over 15,000 and it's not a retail, then you're not going to get grant. If if you're working out of serviced offices, it's, it's complicated. Depends how the setup's been done. Some serviced offices, you'll be responsible for the rates. So that means um, that you will qualify. Some service offices, the building will, will be responsible for the rates, so you wouldn't qualify. And is there any available help for rent relief? Can people get money off their rent in any way during this crisis? In terms of the business business rent yes. premises, um, there's no legislation um, or any support there. I think um, there, there, there is legislation that you can't be evicted during this crisis um, from commercial property or, or personal property. So I think the key thing with this and with a lot of other questions um, around um, struggling with money is it's all about communication. So landlords can't evict tenants at the moment. And most landlords want to support tenants through this anyway. So if you genuinely are struggling, then you need to go and talk to your landlord and try and come to some sort of arrangement. 
an understanding? Yeah, I've seen deferments being put in place for various different things. Um, it's better for the landlord to be receiving some money than not. Uh, but it's all about how you communicate it. Communication is key here. Sure. And how do you access that £10,000 grant for rate relief? So that is to do with the, the uh, business rates that we just talked about there. So only those that have a premises um, of under 15,000. And the grants are actually being processed by uh, local authorities. So national government sent the money down to all the different local authorities uh, on the 1st of April. And each of those is handling it in slightly different ways. The, the majority, I think, realistically should have been paid out by now or should have been communicated to those who are eligible. So the way it works is in most circumstances, you don't need to apply. If you qualify, the local authority will know because they'll be the one that sends you your rate bill anyway normally. And they will just let you know, either send the money to you directly if you have a direct debit set up and they've got your bank details or let you know how to apply. Um, The important thing here is uh, for some businesses that apply, Um, that meet the criteria they may not have actually been paying rates because the small business rate relief meant they didn't have a payment to make so if you haven't had a payment to make the local authority won't have your bank details so they can't automatically give you this grant so it's really important that if you think you're eligible but you haven't heard anything to reach out to your local council every council is different but on their um, on their website nearly all of them have got a coronavirus page for businesses go on there and just see how you might inform them or ask the question about whether your um, property qualifies for the grants or not. So then the next one, of course, is are there any breaks to be had on either income tax or VAT payments? So VAT, yes. Um, So if you had a VAT payment that was due from when they made the announcement in March up until the 30th of June, then you don't need to make that payment. You can defer it. So deferring it means that it is still going to become due. So it's important to note and plan for that. But it means you don't have to make a payment until the end of the uh, financial year. So 31st of uh, March 21 will be when you can catch up that VAT payment. Um, You don't need to apply for that. It can be automatic in that you just don't need to make the payment. But it's important to note that if you have a direct debit with HMRC set up for VAT, then you'd need to cancel that direct debit. Otherwise, they will still take your VAT payment um, when it's due. Um, As for income tax, um, those of you that pay income tax through the self-assessment scheme, uh, depending on the amount you have due, but you might have to be making a payment on account on the 31st of July. And again, that's deferred as well. So it will still be due, but it will be due in January uh, rather than July. And again, no, no application needs to be made for that. You can just simply not make the payment. But just to be absolutely clear, these are deferments. This is not something that you don't have to pay. This is something that will have to be paid. So this, in theory, could put a further burden on small businesses further down the track if they're coming out of this situation and actually their cash flow is very tight. Yeah, so de- so it's important to know that this is a deferral. The other relief we've been, release we've been talking about in terms of rates and the job retention scheme, they are grants. So grants are taxable, so they're treated like taxable income into your business, but they don't need to be repaid. So you don't need to be worried about how you're going to refund that back to uh, government, whereas deferrals are just simply it still will be due but it will be due at a later date so it's really important to plan for that for your VAT deferral and not just think that it's not going to become due. Okay and what about the government's business interruption loan scheme? So there's been some uh, interesting changes in the loan scheme announced uh, just a couple of days ago. Prior to that 
The headline was great, £330 billion in in government-backed guarantees for loans. Um, The reality is that that was already a scheme that was already in place. The money was already there. It was a scheme that was up and running. It just had a name change. Um, And what we saw up until a couple of days ago was only uh, less than 1,000 businesses that actually had a loan um, paid out through that scheme. So the, the, the processing rate was extremely low. And there were things like very high personal guarantees, really high interest rates. So the government's put some guidance and rules in place that have made it a little bit more attractive. So if you're borrowing uh, less than 250000 then there's no personal guarantee. Um, there's 0% interest for the first 12 months anyway. And after that, the typical interest rates we're seeing are around about 3 to 5%. It varies from lender to lender. Um, some lenders are even offering a 12-month uh, repayment holiday as well. So not only is that first 12 months interest-free, but you don't actually have to make any payments. So what that means is the money you're getting is being used to help your business not to repay the loan back until after a year. So um, there's still a massive backlog and there's still criteria to go through. Um your business had to have been a profitable, good business up until December 19. And then it has to have been impacted by uh, coronavirus and the industry now. So if that's the case, then this loan scheme might work for you. What I would say is remember that these are loans, even if they're not personally backed, they do still need to be repaid. So any any business that is truly, truly in trouble and can't see a way out, I would uh give a word of caution about incurring even more loans that will need to be repaid. It's different from the grants. But if you do have a sound business proposition and you can recover with some assistance, then this might be a scheme that you should look into more detail with. And is there anything else you can do that you can think of to to maximise your chance of surviving as a business during this crisis or coming out the other end of it, you know, with relative health? So I think you need to reset here. So, um, to reset, you need to go down to the bare bones in terms of your expenses if you are struggling. So analyze all your expenses from the business and work out what what are essential costs and what aren't. Do the same personally as well as a business owner. So if you can cut down your personal expenditure and therefore take less money out of the business, then you're going to prop the business up for longer and, and aid cash flow. So the very first thing to do is to analyze your expenditure and and be aware of what what amount of money you need to get you through this. Um, The next thing is to look at communicating with people that owe you money and people you owe money to. So um, reaching out to any suppliers if you're struggling and communicate with them and see what might be able to be done in terms of payment arrangements or or slightly extended uh, payment terms. And um, if you have any uh, debt already in the business, reaching out and seeing in terms of loans, et cetera, reaching out and seeing if there might be things that can be done there in terms of repayment holidays as well. I think communication is the key here. You need to ask the question if you're struggling. Burying your head in the sand is going to make things much worse. So reaching out to people and just explaining. Everyone's in the same sort of situation. So seeing what can be done is a good idea. Susie, how are you um, making use of, of your time now to, to your best advantage? So we, um, my team were furloughed from the 1st of April 
Um, and while they're not allowed to do anything for the business that um, involves them, either dealing with clients or get, you know services, providing services, or actually getting new business in, um, they're all very happily upskilling. So one of the things they're doing is they're all working on software packages and you know polishing their skills on on all the various 3D packages and drawing packages and things that we use, so that when they come back, and they were really keen to do that actually because they're really quite frightened of just having nothing to do. So that that's something that we've we've done and we've also put in place we're still having a twice weekly team meeting just to kind of keep everyone's spirits up and you know we've set up a, a whatsapp chat group so people are sort of sending each other silly jokes and comments and things which is kind of nice so everyone kind of feels as though they're in it together and that they're still part of the team um jeff you know me from years and years that you know my business it's all very much about the team um, and then in terms of in terms of what I'm doing, um, I'm doing quite a lot of sort of research into various things. I'm doing, um, again, some upskilling. Um, I am looking at some various new uh, ways that we can run the business. We're looking at our systems. Um, my senior designer, uh, Steve, who is not furloughed, uh, is also looking at um, some of our processes to make sure that all our all our the stuff that we produce, the documentation we produce is very consistent and professional. So we're using it as an opportunity to try and just polish ourselves up a bit, I suppose. Do you want to come in on that, Luke? Because that sounds like the reset thing that you were talking about the other day. Yeah, so Susie, you're doing exactly all the right things there. So so the key thing to you is to use this time well. Um, you, you have two ways of looking at this. You can sort of either um, take the negative approach or the positive approach. And the positive approach is using this time to reinvent yourself. So um, looking at your marketing, what can be done here in terms of what use of technology can you do, training, anything that you can do to better prepare yourself for going back out into what the world may look like when this is over, because it won't look the same as, as it did when we started to um, self-isolate and hide away. It will be a different world we, we walk out into. So um, as much as you can do to prepare yourself and look at what you do as a business, what services you provide, who you who you help in terms of clients and what they may be wanting that might be differently um, post this coronavirus crisis and how you might be able to best serve them. I think that's really interesting, Luke, that uh, the interior designers might have to look at the type of client that they're working for in the future, whether that's private clients who'll be in the best place or hospitality clients or or whoever. Yeah, so this is one of the things I mean by reinventing. You, you've got to have an open mind here and different parts of this sector will be, uh, different parts of this industry will be impacted in different ways and some will take longer to recover than others and, and some will come back in a completely new way. So if you go back into the world thinking that you're just going to carry on doing the same things you were doing in the same ways with the same client, you're probably going to come unstuck. So you need to use this time to think about what clients you can serve best um, when the market sort of reopen and normality returns to some extent and how you might reach those clients and what services they might want. I'd love it if you would share with us your, your thought of the day. Yeah, okay. So um, this is a John F. Kennedy quote. So when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger and the other one represents opportunity. So um, he actually got his translation slightly wrong, but that's not going to spoil a perfectly good fault. And the way to look at this time is, yes, this is a dangerous, scary time for everyone. There is no hiding from that fact. 
Um, but you have two ways of looking at it. You can concentrate on the danger and the fear, and you can let that consume you and, and adopt a negative stance. Or you can try and look at this, how this might be a time of opportunity. So the way to do that is to concentrate on what you haven't had time for that you may have time for now, how you can develop yourself and your business in this time. How often have you looked at your business plan or thought about what your business may look going forward? This is the perfect opportunity to do that. We're going to walk back out into a brave new world. And, and what are you going to look like? What is your business going to look like? If you see the opportunity there, then you're going to find it much easier to get through the tough times. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Luke, for giving up your time today and sharing that information with our audience. If you want to find out more about anything Luke has said concerning coronavirus and the steps you can take for your business, then please click on the links available in the show information section with this episode. You can find the interior design business on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on-demand services everywhere. We're on Twitter at InDesignPod, on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod, and on LinkedIn at the Interior Design Business Podcast. This episode of the Interior Design Business is a Wildwood production.